One of the most popular questions that I receive throughout the year, and especially during tax season, is which receipts do I need to keep for my business? And the follow-up question for this is typically, how should I keep those receipts? Both are great questions, and in today's podcast episode, I go over which receipts you need to keep in your business, as well as the best ways that my clients have found to keep those receipts so that they're able to find them easily. When I'm working with my clients, the overall goal is to ensure that whatever option that they decide to use when maintaining their receipts is that it's easy for them to do and that they're able to find the receipts when they need them. Whether you're starting a business or side hustle, you're a self-employed individual, a solopreneur, entrepreneur, mompreneur, freelancer, business owner, bookkeeper, or virtual assistant. Knowing which receipts you need to keep for your business and how you're going to maintain a system for managing those receipts is pretty important if you want to be able to take the deduction for those expenses on your tax return. If you're a business owner who wants to take your business to the next level, whether you're starting a business, you're building your business, or you're serious about growing your business, I want to invite you to work with me so that you can meet your goals in the most accelerated, streamlined, and efficient way possible. That also aligns with your life and the impact that you want to make with your business. As a CPA, business strategist, and coach, I've created two options for you to choose from when you work with me. The first is my Mastering Your Small Business Finances Profit Lab. This is a group program where we have live weekly business meetings and coaching sessions to answer your questions so that you can generate revenues and increase the profit in your business. You can learn more about the Profit Lab by going to financialadventure.com profit. Or if you like the idea of working with me on a more private, one-on-one basis, you can schedule a free consultation session where we'll go over where you currently are in your business and where you'd like to see yourself and your business in the future. During this session, we'll begin to map out the steps you need to take to achieve your goals. I'm helping my clients start their businesses, become more profitable, set strategies to move their business forward, and take control of their business and their finances while allowing them the balance and ability to enjoy their personal lives by utilizing business strategy, coaching, mentorship, and support. You can schedule your session today by going to financialadventure.com and clicking on the Work With Me button. By taking action in your business, you'll achieve your goals. By keeping everything simple, you'll avoid confusion and overwhelm. You'll understand your business finances, your next steps, and you'll follow through with the vision that you have for your business. My goal is to help you dream big, follow your heart, and love what you do. You're listening to the Mastering Your Small Business Finances podcast, where we get straight to the point on topics that ultimately affect your bottom line. That's right, as an entrepreneur with a small business, money management, growth, marketing, they all affect your bottom line. I'm your host, Chris Ponick. I'm a certified public accountant, and I've been helping small business owners like you navigate and easily understand these complicated topics for over 25 years. 
I'm a wife, a mom, a grandmother, and a small business owner myself, so I know your time is valuable. In my free time, I make the best sugar cookies and have mastered an amazing chocolate chip cookie recipe. And that's not just my opinion. You're in the right place. I promise your time will be well spent here. Each week, you'll gain confidence and clarity while making a successful impact on your business and grow your bottom line. Get comfy, grab a cookie, and let's get straight to the point with this week's episode. Welcome back. When clients ask me which receipts they need to keep for their business, unfortunately, my answer back to them is that they should keep every receipt that they want to deduct for that expense on their tax return. The reason for this is that if there's ever an audit on your tax return and the IRS asks for you to provide a copy of a specific receipt, you need to be able to give that receipt to show proof of the deduction. If you're unable to provide a receipt, there's a good chance that they will disallow the deduction and you'll be taxed on that dollar amount. So again, you only need to keep receipts for anything that you want to deduct on your tax return. I recommend that my clients keep all of their receipts. I've also had many clients who think that if they have a copy of their credit card statement, that this statement will serve as a copy of their receipt, and that's not true. You need to keep copies of your receipts even if you're able to show the credit card charge on your credit card statement. I normally ask my clients to match their receipts to their credit card statement and keep their receipts with that credit card statement so that it's easy to find the credit card receipts from that statement. Now that you know you need to keep all of your receipts, you might be asking what is the best way to keep all of those receipts so that you can manage your receipt system easily. Having a receipt management system for your business, once you have your proper processes set up, will not only help you organize your receipts, but once you have a smooth process in place, you'll also find yourself saving time from struggling with how to decide to file your receipts as well as saving you time when it comes to looking for them in case of an audit or simply when you may need to return an item. Even just a few extra minutes of time will add up over the course of a year, and who wouldn't mind adding some spare time in their day? I know I wouldn't. You might be asking if it's better to save your receipts physically or electronically. The answer here really depends on what is easier for you. I have clients who are on their computers all day long and it's easy for them to create an electronic version of their receipt management system, but others may not be in the office as much and don't have access to a computer throughout the day. First, I want you to ask yourself how comfortable you would be with an electronic receipt management system. If you feel like this would be something that you would struggle with, then I recommend you continue to use a physical receipt management system instead. In this episode, I'll cover a solution for both, and you can decide which would work best for you. Remember, if you choose one or the other, you can always make changes in the future and start using another system if your circumstances change and it would be beneficial for you. Your main goal when deciding on which process will work best for you 
is to be consistent. You want to make sure that you're following your process and that you capture all of your receipts. You could have an amazing process set up, but if you're never following it, you'll have a disaster when it comes to finding receipts in your future. Be honest with yourself and make sure that you select an option that works best for you. I'll start by discussing the option of keeping your receipts with a physical receipt management system. Physical receipt management systems would be having an actual paper copy of your receipt to file for your records. I normally divide the physical receipt management system into two options. One would be to keep your paper receipts by month, and the other is to keep your receipts by the vendor. When you keep your receipts by month, you would have a folder for each month of the year, and as you accumulate your receipts, you would file them in the month that they are incurred. When you are done with the year, you'll store that year's worth of records so that they're available if or when you need to look back for any reason. I also recommend that when you're doing your monthly bank account reconciliations and closing out your month, that you print out copies of your balance sheet and your profit and loss report when you have all of your transactions recorded if you're using a computerized software system such as QuickBooks. You can include your bank statements and any other relevant information for that month. If you have a bookkeeper helping you, you can ask them for these reports every month and if you're doing your bookkeeping manually, you can include your bank statements and any reports that you generate in that monthly file as well. Your goal here is to try to have all of the information in one file per month so that you can quickly look back on it if necessary. You'll have the proper documentation for any transaction that happens within that month, all within that one file. This will make it simple for you to look for any documentation you need as long as you know the date that the transaction was incurred. The second option for physical receipt management would be to keep a file by vendor name or an alphabetical vendor filing system. In this method, you could start with a folder for each letter of the alphabet and start filing your receipts in the appropriate folder. If you find you're using a specific vendor multiple times a year, you may want to have a file set up just for that vendor. You would set this system up to encompass one year's worth of information as well, and when the year is over, you will start with a new set of folders to keep your receipts in. When you file your receipts in this manner, it's still important to keep your financial reports by month, so you may also want to have a separate folder to store these reports. Your goal with this system, again, is to be able to file your receipts quickly and when needed, you'll be able to locate your receipts by finding the folder that would contain the appropriate vendor. One key thing to remember with these physical options is to ensure that you have a copy of your receipts. So whenever you're asked when you're making a purchase, would you like a receipt? you need to say yes. If there isn't an option to get a printed receipt at the time of purchase, make sure that you have your receipt emailed or capture a photo of the receipt that you can print at a later time to get into your receipt management system. I know this is a hard thing to do since not all vendors ask if you even want a receipt, but most times when you ask for the receipt, they should be able to provide it to you and this will be your responsibility to make sure you get a copy for your files. 
Okay, now that we've covered how to handle your physical receipt management system, I'll cover how you can do this electronically. Very similar to how the physical receipt management system worked, you'll be able to replicate this electronically. You can purchase receipt management software if you're interested, but I normally tell my clients this is something that you can do right on your computer without having to purchase any software, but you will need to make sure you have a good scanner and you'll want to make sure that when you scan any receipts that you're able to read the entire receipt. I recommend you make a separate file on your computer and call it something like receipt management files or something similar so that you know how to find it. Once you have this folder set up on your computer, you'll then want to set up a separate folder for each year that you're doing your electronic receipt management. This will help you find your receipts easily as long as you know which year that they were incurred. Next, you have a couple of options. Again, much like the physical receipt management system, you can set up folders within the year by month or you can set them up alphabetically so that you can save your receipts by the vendor. It doesn't matter which direction you go, but you do want to be consistent to help you create a sound filing system. Once you have the folders set up on your computer, you'll scan your receipts and save them to the appropriate folder either by date or by vendor. When you save them, I would recommend saving the document with the vendor's name and the date of purchase as the file name. It may also be helpful to include the dollar amount in the file name as well. This again will make it easy for you to find your receipt without having to open a million documents looking for one specific receipt. Once you have the vendor's name, the date, and the dollar amount, you should be able to find your receipts fairly quickly. I also recommend that you save a copy of your financial statements and your bank statements electronically if you're using an electronic receipt management system. It's just nice to have all of your documents readily available in the receipt management system that you choose. You can do this by scanning your documents and saving them in a file in the year that you're saving all of your receipts. One last thing regarding electronic receipt management systems. Make sure that you have a good system set up for backing up your files. If this is the only record that you have of your files, you don't wanna lose them if you happen to have a virus or your computer crashes. No matter which receipt management solution you're using, it's beneficial to make a note on each receipt so that you're able to remember exactly what the receipt was for. Make sure that you do this before scanning your receipt if you're using the electronic receipt management system so that your notes show up on your scanned receipt. These notes will be especially important if it's a meal or entertainment expense, as well as anything that's out of the ordinary. If it's a meal or entertainment expense, you should note who you were with as well as the reason you incurred the expense or the business purpose. Now that you have a system in place for your receipt management, you should notice a time savings and your stress levels will hopefully be lower. I always try to find solutions for my clients to save them time and reduce stress and overwhelm. I also understand how stressful tax season is for accountants. During the month of March, I want to give back to the accountants, CPAs, bookkeepers, and especially tax preparers who are taking on additional tasks to help their clients. I know how hard it can be during a busy season when you're working lots of hours and there are many deadlines to meet. 
I also understand how much it can impact your personal life. I don't ask for favors much during my podcast, but I do have a favor to ask you. I would love for you to let your accountant, CPA, bookkeeper, or tax preparer know that I'm doing a drawing to give away five free coaching packages where we'll spend time working towards having a reduced stress tax season and reducing feelings of overwhelm so that you're able to work at a higher capacity. If you're an accountant, CPA, bookkeeper, tax preparer, or financial professional yourself, you can go to financialadventure.com accountant to get all of the details and to register during the month of March 2023. If you know of an accountant or financial professional who could benefit by taking some time for themselves and improving their lives, please forward this information on to them. I'm sure they will be grateful for the opportunity and that you're thinking about them. If you're listening to this podcast after the month of March 2023, you can check back to see if I'm offering any other specials to thank you for all the work that you do to help business owners ensure that they're successful in their businesses. They need you and you're appreciated. I'll post links to this and other helpful resources for accountants and business owners where you're listening to this podcast. And you know I'm going to ask, what's at least one thing that you'll take away from this episode that will help your business succeed and grow your bottom line? If you need some accountability, join our private Facebook community and post your action item. We'd love to support you. Thanks for taking the time to tune into this episode of Mastering Your Small Business Finances. If you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed creating it for you, I'd love for you to give it a five-star rating and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. Visit financialadventure.com for the show notes, links from this episode, and while you're there, leave a comment if you have a topic you're interested in learning more about that affects your bottom line. If you're looking for a community where you can ask questions and get feedback about your small business, join my private Facebook group. You can find the links to this group and more on financialadventure.com. And remember, any financial information shared on this podcast is not to be considered professional, financial, or tax advice and should not be solely relied upon. Please consult your CPA or tax advisor for an opinion on your specific circumstances. I'm looking forward to having you tune in next time. Until then, dream big, follow your heart, and love what you do. Thank you.